All right, shall we dance? <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening, liking, sharing, telling all of your friends because this is the Wheelhouse Podcast and it's just worth chatting about because I reckon it's I reckon it's an okay show. My name's Joel Spreadborough. You reckon it's all right show, Kate Bates, former Olympian? Yeah, I reckon we go all right. Go okay? Yeah. I notice you're not wearing your Wheelhouse <laughs> shirt. I'm not. It is uh, the, the bunker I think we've revealed. Uh, already is in Brisbane, oh. 37 degrees Celsius, yes. Joel. Uh, so, look, you are brave wearing a T-shirt. Um, <laughs> I have gone for a frock. It's if anyone tells you weather. that uh, watermelon keeps out the heat, they're, they're fibbing. Um, <laughs> just quickly, what's the hottest conditions you ever rode a bike in in a professional race? Well, I would have to say... The Women's Tour of Qatar. Oh, okay. Not pleasant. I'm guessing they didn't have air-conditioned air velodromes like they do for the FIFA no, World Cup. No, it was Cup. on the road. Ooh, okay. It was on the road. And um, I am, well, I was known, probably still am, for being a little bit sweaty. <laughs> so um, very classy and glamorous, isn't it, Joel? Yeah. I did not like the heat. Well, I have been called Joel Sweatborough in the past, and I've lived up to that nickname. I'm excited to be here in the bunker. There's a big show ahead. I have to say, the off-season continues, but... The action never stops. So we've got some big names locked in, rolled gold. They're coming. They're happening. They're going to be at the Tour Down Under. We're going to talk about that uh, as well as another couple of special guests that might be in and about the crowd down there. A shiny trophy. I love shiny mm. things. There's a shiny trophy that's <laughs> coming back to Australia uh, after the Champions League wrapped up. That's exciting. I'm really interested to talk more about sponsor chaos the withdrawals that we're seeing it's such a big issue it's been happening for a while it's reached boiling point i know we keep on this hot theme but that's an appropriate expression because <laughs> it has reached it boiling is. point your your baby esports uh one of your babies has a new format we're going to explore that a little bit as well and uh while we're at it a big announcement for the wheelhouse podcast coming up as Look, well it's, it's a big week and when you said you like shiny things i couldn't help but think of the crab on Maui, um, <laughs> in the movie Moana, I'm. We're not talking about that. Just to clarify. Yeah, that's right. Yes. That's the crab. The, the crab that's voiced by Jermaine Clement from Flight of the Concords. Yes, yes, yes. Excellent, yes. excellent crab. Very, very glittery <laughs> yes. and shiny. Now, let's uh, let's start with one of our favourites, a, a, a confessed fan of the wheelhouse, uh, Remco Evanapol. So. He's 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 made, he's done some thinking. He's gone away. He's crunched some numbers. He's had to think about what he wants to do in twenty three. Giro seems to be the way forward, Kate. Why is this? Yes, he's taking his fancy rainbow jersey to Italy uh, for a little jaunt, if a, you will. A jaunt. A jaunt. Okay. A 21-day, uh, well, 23 if you count the rest days, uh, jaunt around Italy for the Giro d'Italia. He has got his highlighter over that. He chose to do that because of the number of kilometer time trial uh, time trial kilometers in the race. Mm -hmm. uh, he's actually gone now and reconned. Um, all of that. So he's taken a look and he's come out and said, I, I reckon it's even better for me than I thought. Oh, that's exciting. So it is exciting. That, how exciting is that? I wonder if we can get mm. him to do a shout out just from... Well, he's a know. listener. He literally said he's a listener. Um, yeah. But further to that, because everybody's been crying foul, Remco, you're the world champion. We want you at the Tour de France. Yes. He will not be there at two th in 2023. But... Patrick Lefebvre, our favourite villain, yeah. uh, the manager of Deconic Quickstep. The Darth Vader the of Darth the cycling Vader, world. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, he has kind of teased yeah. that with the announcement of the 2024 Tour de France finishing with a time trial uh, down in Nice, that that may be the one that he's targeting. Oh, wow. Mm, his okay. debut. 
But oh. so in 1989, oh. Greg LeMond won the Tour de France in a final stage time trial. Yes. Uh, he went in 15 seconds adrift from Laurent Fignon. Mm-hmm. He beat him by 58 seconds. Uh, in that, we talked about that. Um, he was one of my nominees comeback. in the comebacks. Yeah. Yes. And that was like. This beautiful moment in cycling history. Yeah. I reckon Remco's got his eye on the uh, final stage time trial, a little bit of a glint in his eye. Okay. Yeah. I kind of hope that his story doesn't precisely mirror no. Greg LeMond's. <laughs> Please because don't go hunting a bit of Remco. And, yeah, but I did ask could, uh, him actually at yeah. the presser, post World Championships, uh, I did actually ask him how he felt being compared to people like Greg LeMond. Yeah. And he said that that was a pretty big comparison and he was just kind of paddling his own canoe at this point. But maybe we put a seed in his mind, Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, that's the kind of territory mm. you're in when you're winning winning tours and winning world championships. That's Sorry, mate. That's just how it is. Indeed. Well, Le Monde was the youngest world champion uh, to do that before Remco in the elites. Wow. So I'm seeing a bit of symmetry. The historical symmetry is overwhelming. Overwhelming. And the time trials, it's they're only finishing outside of Paris because Paris Olympics. Okay. Yep. I'm a bit sad. I'm a bit sad. I'm a bit sad about that. A bit sad about mm. tour Remco. But anyway, that's well, okay. Yep, yep. Look, hang in there another year, Joel. He's got one in him. I, I just know he that does. he's got an overall in him. Uh, mm. Maybe it's like well, it's not going to be next year, but it will happen. Mm. Well, it might be the third because he's won the Vuelta. Next year, he might win the Giro, and then he yeah. might go the Tour the next year. I should have. Sorry, I should have. I should have qualified that an overall tour. De France win yes. is what I meant. Yes, absolutely. Understood, Joel. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Important to clarify on the Wheelhouse podcast. Coming yes. to you live from the bunker, Kate Bates has spoiled the secret. It's in Brisbane where it's 400 degrees <laughs> Celsius at the moment. Now, let's stay on Grand Tour winners for just a moment because UAE, no strangers to the, the top of the podium. Uh, they've made a big announcement, a new technical supplier yes. for 2023. Uh, tell me about Pissay. Now, I'm excited about this one, Joel. Um Firstly, the first ever world championships I rode for Australia on the road, Pisse was our clothing sponsor. Wow. So it's just kind of a nice little um, join there for me. It's an Italian clothing company, but um, it is owned in Australia and distributed by our wonderful friends at Champion Systems. Oh, beautiful. Yes. So in-house, I'd call them family by now. Yeah. Now we have a direct link, Joel, to the Tour de France, you know, team to beat. Oh, that's pretty exciting. so good. Uh, and Interesting that they've been announced as a technical partner, not a clothing partner. Yeah. Um, but it's because so much technology now is going into uh, these garments. The priorities are making them really aerodynamic. So in the good old days, you used to see them with their zips undone, the gold chains hanging. That's was never my favourite thing to yeah. see. But, um, you know, and the jersey flapping around, yeah. you won't see Pogaccia doing that. No. <laughs> No, 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 no. The aero is a real thing. And the other really big thing, and we talked about climate change uh, on another episode, uh, is about everything being warm. And so a really big focus for them is working with Pagacha and the team on the thermal properties of the clothing uh, heading into the tour. So really interesting stuff. I mean, it's just fascinating how much research and development goes into clothing. Yeah. Um, But here's a fun fact for you. How many kits do you reckon... They get each rider. So a kit being jersey, uh, Nick's socks, like Baker's dozen. Baker's absolute 13. guess. Twenty. 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 Twenty kits. Then on top of that, they get all the other accessories. Um, we'll have to get a list because I reckon I could 
challenge you with the name of some of them, you'd be like, what do you do with that? I, I, I still am wrapping my well, head around many elements of a kit. So, yeah, for sure. Over a hundred pieces they get. That doesn't so, sound complicated at all. It's just incredible. So yeah. at the end of the season, um, I mean, look, they do so many kilometres in them and it's not like they're having days off. So yeah, 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 yeah. there's 365 days worth of solid wear um, for these kits. But isn't that's a lot. That's a lot of kits. But it's when you lot. do break it down to the amount of kilometres they're doing, slogging it out in the heat, that yes. kind of thing, I guess, you know. Well, but it means that they need to do washing at least once at a grand tour. That's where it becomes tricky. <laughs> that's that's where it becomes tricky. It's like just pause. Oh, oh, where's mate, the laundromat? Hold on, actually, on top of the kits, they then get uh, like race suits, like speed suits, okay, time trial suits. Do they have to do their own so laundry? Actually, I'm really wouldn't... curious about no, that. No, no, okay. they have a uh, a swanier, the same person yep. that does the bottles and all that jazz. They do the laundry. So I'd love that. It's like today, okay, swanier, you're going to be on water bottles. You're going to be on dirty nicks. D- <laughs> well, they put them straws. all. No, they put them all in like a washing bag, you know, yep. like a netted washing bag. Okay. Because it would be like that they'd need danger pay <laughs> if they were having to <laughs> go and collect bit, yeah. like the dirty nicks of riders. I think that's our cue to move on. Uh maybe. Where, maybe. I don't know where that conversation we dove, can we go. We dive deep into kits. Now there's an expression, Kate, that I'm a fan of, which is put a pin in it. I say it mm. all the time. But as far as the UCI is concerned, putting a pin in it is not is going to be a thing of the past pretty soon when it comes to bibs. Tell me about this. I'm fascinated to know the evolution of the bib. Yes. Well, so they, the UCI's just had a seminar and each year, um, look, they come out with some interesting things. And Joel, I think it's fair to say we haven't given them a lot of credit over the years. So, um, you know, when we do, you almost need like a, a bell ringing or something monumental like that. But what they've, oh, Darth Vader. I could give them a quick Vader breath, maybe. You could. Well, let's see if this yeah, works. Working, nah, so. Sorry, UCI. It's what they've done is they've decided that it's ridiculous in this day and age to be using and sustainability based um, pin pins on bibs. Yep. To put numbers on. It's like it's not a bloody it's a primary school athletics carnival, yeah, guys. But even the number, then you have to print all of the numbers, and every time you lose a number and you lose a lot, or you wash the garment with the number on and. It needs replacing. Like, it's not very environmentally friendly. So, finally, they've caught up with modern times and they're talking about having each rider in the world tour has a permanent number. Oh, okay. And then, well, for the year, and then it goes on the back of their jersey. So, a bit of a mock-up I've done. It's on the screen in the studio. We'll definitely have to pop this one uh, up on socials for a few opinions. Mm. But essentially, uh, a giant number on the back, their name, Joel, I love this. Do you know why I love it? As a commentator, oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, this yeah. is just... Make your life a little bit easier. So this yep. is fantastic. From a merchandising point of view too, it's, exactly. a, it's a good move. It um, is a very good move. The mock-up looks... Yeah. It, it's 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 got a bit of football about it. It's got a bit of cr- uh, cricket about it. Mm. It's it's They're identifiable. I like the idea of permanent numbers. I think that is a really, really mm. smart... I, I don't know. Let's, let's say, yeah. for example, Pog is, is 14 or something. That well, becomes yeah. such a marketable I'm, thing. I'm very curious about how they're going to do that, though. Do they do it by season? Do they do it by team? There's mm. 30 riders sent, signed to each team. Mm. Or is it that each team has, you know, one to 30? Oh, yeah. And then it's, you know, number one in that. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that folds out. Maybe they need to introduce a decimal point system because it's otherwise <laughs> we're going to start having numbers that are in the thousands. So it's like Pog yes. is 14, Jay Vine is 14.1. 
Yes. That's a well, thought. Well, you know, yeah. give him time. That might reverse. That's a free anyway. idea just for you, UCI. <laughs> that's that's us saying that we love you and we're sorry that we knock you so often, but you can have that. That's, yes. a, that's a gift. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Now, we were talking a lot about the carbon imprint of team cars and Indeed. the convoys that follow around, but we've got a slightly different spin to chat about right now, and it is the... Uh, Aerodynamics. Now, I've chatted about mm. this with you before because I've always been fascinated about it. I remember when Richie Port was riding in the tour and uh, used it beautifully and got a lovely little push along a little while ago. Mm. At the same time, abusing a guy for being in his face. Sticky bottle, anyway. I believe yeah. we'd call it. Where it's hanging onto that. <laughs> so they're crank. They're clamping down on it. Is that what's happening? That well, so they've tried to clamp down on the sticky bidden situation for okay. a long time. Um, but at this seminar, because each seminar they have, we get something fun out of it, um, they've decided that they need to clamp down on team cars behind time trial riders sitting too close, and they're doing so in order to create an aerodynamic advantage. Yes. So what we started seeing popping up is teams, team cars, instead of having one of the riders' spare bikes on it, they had 10 bikes on the top of the car okay. so that they could create this fantastic aerodynamic, essentially like yeah. push for yeah, the yeah, rider yeah. and driving as close as reasonably practical. Well, it was um, 10 metres. Was 10 metres the limit or was was there a limit? Well, no, there wasn't. So now they're, they, I think before it was vague language, reasonable, something like that. Now they're saying can't be uh, within 10 to 15. They're ratifying that. Oh, they can't be within so that. So they can't sure. be within that. Okay. I think... I have really mixed emotions on this one because, I, I mean, I think from a sport – firstly, I'm not being very clear here, am I? I think it's a great rule. Mm. But the reason that I think it's a great rule is because that's just out-and-out out cheating. But there's a lot of people who are like, but it was within the rules and so you should take every advantage within the rules yeah. until it's outside of the rules. But I don't think it's very sporting. Okay. Like they're doing it – to create an advantage yep. that isn't rider-driven. Mm. Like it, it's coming from an external source. It's a push-along. It's, it's a, a push-along. Push along. I don't like it. I'm glad that the UCI, um, I, for, for once I'm glad with a new rule. Oh, it's good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Normally we're, they're rubbish, we're but bound on to this get there occasion eventually. I yeah. like it. No, I like yep. it too. And I, I look, I do tend to agree within a lot of sports that you do what you can within the rules and that little mm. edge and that little advantage can be found. But I do agree. Like that's... That's a bit of a glaring one. And when they say a reasonable distance, it's ridiculously vague. Oh. It's it's like, what do you mean? Is reasonable like going within millimetres and giving them a little, little well, and But also think about rider safety because if the athlete decked it going yeah. 60k an hour, it would be pretty hard for a car to avoid that if they're, you know, three metres off the butt of the rider. Oh. Can you imagine? Gee, that got grim, but right. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but it's true. I mean, yeah. it, it, we haven't necessarily seen it happen, but yeah. I think that is the job to a degree of a the, genuine of the risk. UCI is to look at genuine risks and yeah. say, well, God, like there's no reason, there is zero reason for a car to be closer than 15 metres. Okay. So there's a sporting advantage element, there's a safety element, which yeah. makes I mean, a lot of sense. I mean, they're not yelling out of the car. Okay. But, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, now, I've been watching a lot of the football uh, in Qatar. It's been a fascinating tournament. Go the Socceroos. They went really well. Um, they're not done, Qatar. They've, I thought you meant the Socceroos. I'm like, mate, they've already gotten on the plane and Socceroos come home. Are, but... Socceroos are done. <laughs> yes. Uh, for now. For now. <laughs> anyway, Qatar's uh, got a bit of an appetite for big events. They're, they're bidding 
for 2036 Olympics. But mm. I love this about the Summer Olympics. Let's have the Summer Olympics in autumn because no amount of air-conditioned stadiums are going to get you out of the hole. That Some of those sports just have to happen outdoors and they want to do them in autum. I'm fascinated yeah. by Well, that. it's kind of autumn-winter, to be honest, because yeah. um, at the moment it's now just ticked into summer in Australia, which means it's ticked into winter in Qatar. Uh, I don't know about it. I mean, we had a tour of Qatar for a long time. Yep. Um, it was an interesting race and it, it had its pluses and minuses. Um, but I can't say that anybody really knew what we were doing there. Yeah. It was a bit odd. And I don't know about, you know, changing the whole schedule just based on um, the climate. Oh, look, I'm actually, like, I'm talking about the climate here, yeah. but my issue is actually what happened with the World Cup around the human rights and oh, look, absolutely. around worker exploitation and... Yeah. And, you know, even the LGBTQI kind of stuff. Like, I just yep. don't think that matches with the Olympic movement. They moved, uh, obviously, the World Cup time frame. They moved it, but there may or may not have been a rough $2 billion US dollar yeah. handshake Yeah, I mean, so people are that, talking a lot right. about, and that's what's been in the news. They're talking about the time frame, but yep. for me, that's the small part of the story. Not their first bid either, 2016, 2020, 2024. And they haven't even been shortlisted. Mm. i got to say... Wouldn't there be a couple of eyebrows? Wouldn't there be just a couple of subtle like, oh, really? If uh, All of a sudden. All of a neck minute. Neck minute, yeah, let's neck just minute. say. I'd be interested. <laughs> I'd be very interested. On the Wheelhouse podcast, one to watch, Olympic bids, left, right and centre. Tell you what they're not having. Brizzy 2032. That's ours. That's ours. Now, what, tell me, okay, I, don't, I almost need to have a glass of water and a lie down before we get into this next one because there, there are debacles and then there's B&B hotels. Okay, so... Whew. I'm so, I'm sad about it. It's, Joel, if I may, wow. I I think that I have to humbly, on behalf of yourself, myself, Merksy and the Wheelhouse, apologise yeah. to Mark Cavendish. Um, <laughs> I never thought I'd hear that. I know. So we've been getting a little bit sick of Mark Cavendish not announcing what team he's going to. It's yeah. become quite clear this week. Uh, he had signed for B&B Hotels KTM uh, for 2023. Ugh. They've now folded. Now, there's been a bit of conjecture around all of this. I mean, remember they cancelled a press conference? Yeah, And absolutely. we were like, ooh, you know what's going on Juicy. here? Yeah, yeah totally. And it annoyed us. Yeah. We were like, come on now, oh, stop it. Oh, we were fuming. It. it turns out that they have mishandled sponsor management and they don't have a sponsor. It's devastating. So, so they're, not, they're not existing in any like, any capacity. No, there's nothing so happening. Okay. we're not taught. Like when um, Team Quebec lost a sponsor... They went back to continental level. They didn't have the budget to do world tour, but they stepped back. We're talking about them not existing in any capacity. Wow. Not continental, not pro-continent, like nothing. It's massive because they've got a massive roster. Mm. And uh, at the moment, they've left now 20 men and 12 women. Mm. As Chloe Hosking put it in a, tr in a tweet, because she is uh, one of the athletes that has been impacted, the Aussie sprinter, up shit creek without a paddle. One of the the most beautiful Australian expressions. <laughs> and and for those overseas yes. listeners, I don't even know if I need to explain what up shit creek without a paddle means. Oh, it I kind think of, they can get the get it, the idea. It's there, isn't it? It is. Yeah. So, so in the women's side, we've got Chloe Hosking, Audrey Cordon Rago. We've also got the Olympic champion Anna Kiesenhofer. Yeah, they're in trouble. Well, because they are the up shit creek. They are because yeah. the other squads, the other teams, are full now. No more gaps. So it's not even like. 
the other teams are like, oh, no, we don't want you. Yeah. There is no choice. On the men's side, um, you know, Mark Cavendish is the biggest name at the moment, but Aussie Nick Schultz, yeah. uh, we've spoke about how well he's ridden this tour. In the oh. early days of the Wheelhouse podcast, we were Love quite a Schultzy. big fan of Schultz. He nearly won a Brizzy, stage. Am I, yes. Am I, here's yeah, a Brizzy yeah. boy. Nearly won a that. stage of the tour. Like We were loving him. Yeah. And he's in trouble now too. And it's just such a bummer. It raises some big questions for me, Joel. Mm. How do they get into this much strife? This It's December. Like, it would be devastating for the team manager. Um, oh, Jerome it Pino. It, yeah. It's not that he doesn't care and hasn't been trying. Yeah. But I don't know. When you sign a big contract with a team, should you be privy to contracts that they've signed with sponsors to mm, know. Mm. I'm interested. It's it's a good point, isn't it? I'm mm. I'm interested about all these other teams having locked things in and all of that because contracts in sport, you know, we all know that they can be a little bit mm. fickle. So, what does this do to dynamics if some team decides, oh, wait a minute, actually, wouldn't mind going after X Y Z, who's now are they allowed to do that? Are oh, they, they are. To... So they've been released, and so Oof. any of the rider, like you know, Cav is free to go anywhere. Because that could get really ugly. That could get um, really ugly for other teams. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's a really difficult situation. So yeah. about 12 of the Pro Tour teams, uh, the World Tour teams, sorry, are already at capacity with their 30 riders. So yeah. they have no option. They they can't kick a rider out and bring That's a rider it, they're on. Done. They're done. Yep, okay. um, and, and that only leaves a very few which won't have a lot of budget and um, you know, there'll be some hard decisions for the athletes. Yeah, sure and it's will. a real shocker. It happens all the time. I know it's really tough economic yeah. uh, conditions at the moment. But the sticking point for me, um, before we move on to, you know, greener grass and happier <laughs> news, uh, is well, that... Before we row out of shit. Yes. 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 Uh, because we do have a paddle in yes, here at the wheelhouse. Yes. Is that they were a men's team mm. He didn't just lose funding for the men's team. He decided they were also going to have a women's team. It, so they didn't have an existing one. So there were 12 women who signed with B&B, including our Olympic champion, yeah. including Aussie sprint darling, Commonwealth champion, Chloe Hosking, yeah. when they're like out of nowhere. So he didn't just mistime his budget yeah, I'm by one team. This. It's like he went so big. Yeah. If you were going to expand, yeah. pretty much double your budget, wouldn't you sign, sealed and delivered before you then went and contracted riders? You'd certainly think so because there's instances in sport. I'll use Chelsea Football Club as a great example. So this year, obviously, the war broke out Russia-Ukraine. Roman Abramovich, the owner of Chelsea, was was sanctioned, lost all of his assets. Mm. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, Chelsea was in a precarious position. The day before that happened, they weren't. They were in a great position. They'd signed, planned, women's team, men's team, all of that. This instance, and we've seen it happen before, Team Quebec as well, but in this instance, it's like, how did you not know? How, how, are you looking at your books? Like It would be bad enough if it was the men's, but for him to go and create a whole women's team, sign the staff and the riders... yeah. It's big, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a shocker. So let's hope that everybody finds their home. And certainly uh, I reached out to Chloe. Um, she hasn't replied yet. I'll let you know when she does. But, you know, we wish, wish her all the best. Oh, absolutely. And Schultzy. I oh, love Schultzy. Schultzy. Absolutely. And hopefully they can all find homes. Yeah. Uh, They're both classy riders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, so. it's terrible. And, and I think riders, to have the rug pulled out from under your feet like this just quickly, it's like you need to have some sort of transparency on, on that process as well yes. and know what the books are looking like. And it's, it's, it's an, again, an, inter, an eternal debate across sports mm. and managers handling contracts and 
players just going out there and doing their thing and not paying any attention to that stuff. But sometimes yeah. you kind of have to. You kind of have yes. to know that there's a, a foundation that you are, you know. Yeah. That oh, how about to. if you don't have confirmed money, yeah. you don't sign a whole new team? Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, a starting point. As a standard, <laughs> as just just like, just a, just a little cheeky, yeah. yeah. If you don't mind, putting um, it out there. You've got a lot of mates. Uh, one of them is. I like to, I like to say I do anyway, Joel. It works in here. <laughs> one of them's Jai Hindley. Let's talk about the tour down under. Yes, so, I. I mean, I, to be clear, I haven't actually met Jai. Stop however, it, Kate. You're, you're bringing down the no, fourth no. wall. However, I'm going to bounce up to him at the tour down under like we've been besties forever, and it'll be so awkward that he <laughs> will just go along with it. That's my plan. I love how you you've brought a big, a very honest take to the wheelhouse episode. This week, so mm. we're in Brisbane. That's out there now. Mm. Haven't actually met Jai Hindley. I'm sitting here sweating, going, "Stop it!" All right, I'll stop. You're not sweating because of me. You're sweating because it's 37 degrees. But I, yeah. I think I also let um, le cat out of le bag. Yeah. <laughs> with that as well, because. Um, He's coming to the Tour Down oh, Under. Oh, I love that. First Aussie to win the Giro. Did it in spectacular fashion. One of only two to do so. He's, he's 26. Uh, he's, he's got a bit of Cadell about him. There, he I does. said it. I went, oh. I went there. I said it. Mm-hmm. Headline act. I, I, you know what? 18 months ago, wouldn't have been a headline act. Now, absolutely mm. is. Mm. Huge get. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. He'll be out r- riding around, doing laps in four million degree heat, just like those other riders that acclimatise mm. in Australia. What yeah. do, you, do you give him a chance? Headline act like Jimmy Barnes at a football final. I mean, this yeah. is a big one. Meatloaf, yeah. <laughs> well, come on now. Ooh. Better than meatloaf, yeah. maybe. Uh, massive news. Yeah. But when we had Jay Vine uh, in the bunker, he pointed very clearly to stage three where they go up Checkers Hill and the corkscrew yep. uh, at the Tour Down Under. He's, Jay Vine's a climber. Jay's a climber. Yeah. Like, there are some climbers targeting this race it is going to be on for young. It's and going old. to be epic. It is going to be epic. I just want to know: Is Glutes O'Connor oh, coming? So, I was about like to, talking about Aussie climbers. <laughs> I was about to ask you if you had any intel on Glutes. No, not yet. Uh, but okay. I will hound him until I get an answer. Just ping him, or yeah. until I see a press release. Whichever comes first. Okay, but it's like <laughs> it's not exactly the Pyrenees. Obviously, Australia's not known for its elevation, but it's still no. tough, tough. Climbs. No, and that's the thing. They're not like when we talk about climbers in Australia. They're not. 20k epics. They're not, yep. you know, the Tourmalet or Mont Ventoux or Mont something Ventoux, like that. Yep. But in January, when it will be very hot traditionally at the Tour Down Under, it offers Aussies a bit more of an opportunity simply because of the heat and the conditions. Mm. At uh, the time of year, a lot of them have also done the national championships. Uh, but these are the kind of climbs that they grew up on yeah. and got talent ID'd on before they went to Europe and rode the Pyrenees. Wow. So. I'm excited. Oh, it's massive. It is. It's it's massive, massive, massive. And I, another special announcement coming your way on that. And I, I really want to let the cat out of the bag, but maybe I should wait. Should Do I? Do it. You know who else is going to be there? Who? The Wheelhouse Podcast. Yes. The wheelhouse. Well, I shan't be riding the corkscrew. I'm going to put that out there right now. Uh, but I, I might don't take know my next. I will either. <laughs> to be honest, we have got special champs' this kit coming our way too, Joel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for our little jaunt to the Tour Down Under, the wheelhouse will be going to the Tour Down Under. Uh, there's a lot of very exciting things going on over there, but mostly. Mm. We had to go because we committed to Jay Vine, uh, Merksy and I, that we'd be standing on the corkscrew with a banner. Absolutely. Um, and I think Bree, Bree held you to that too as, as as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that was it. That was kind of signed, sealed, delivered. Okay. Um, so we might get the kids over holidays, yeah. uh, bearing in mind we, we have four at home. <laughs> um, 
to design some of these posters. I like what it do you a think? lot. I like it a lot. If you, if you want to send <laughs> any suggestions for our J-Vine poster, yes. feel free to, to throw yes. it onto our social media. And uh, look, we'll, anyway, no, yeah. no bad ideas. Put it that way. No bad ideas. <laughs> We'd love to see what you have in your head. Uh, that's really exciting. It's coming up in January. It's going to be hot, but it'll be lots of fun. It, it will. We're, we're getting ready in Brisbane at the moment for the heat. Sure are. Acclimatising. Let's wrap up the Champions League. Um, I love it because you, yeah. you wrote a line here and you write, you write great lines. Uh, and uh, One lunge and a few millimetres of rubber was the winning <laughs> difference for Matthew Richards. Now, read out of context, that could be misinterpreted in a There's lot of ways. There's a lot of cycling terminology that could be... <laughs> and positions. Yeah, let me say that. Um, the indoor uh, world championships. Yes. Mind. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I do remember when I first tried to explain to a non-cyclist... Um, when I said, you know, he sat on him all day and then whacked him at the end, he was really aggressive throughout the day. Yeah. It didn't get the reception I anticipated. Funny that. Anyway, Champions League has wrapped up. And Joel, yeah. I reckon best thing since sliced bread, this is like the T20, um, which is that fantastic cricket format mm. of cycling. Did you just make it? Sorry, stop the press. I'm sorry. Did you just refer to another sport? But it, look, it's summer in Australia. I love it. And if you don't like cricket... I can tell you it's a real bummer, Joel. We're the bloody hell. Our, I love that. <laughs> it's our kind of national summer sport. It very much is, and yes. We're getting very distracted Sorry. here. The Champions League, it was just the most fantastic spectacle. And it's been a long time coming. So the way they – it's invite only, so it's not like a World Cup. They take the top six from the World Championship uh, in endurance, in sprint. Uh, and so they just have the four categories – and then they, they race over a number of rounds. Aussie Matty Richardson, did well. we talked about him earlier. Sure he did. took the crown, the overall crown, mm-hmm. uh, beating Harry Laverson, who is an 11-time world champion, no less. Fancies himself. Now, as a, four weeks pace. ago, Richo yep. had never beaten him head-to-head. Yep. And hello, look at what four weeks has done. Yep. Very exciting. Very, very exciting. It was a big moment, exciting. that. Big, big moment. And revenge, too, uh, for Richo from some uh, earlier squabbles as well. With, Indeed. Uh, Leverson, so. Indeed, yes. And look, uh, Jennifer Valente won the women's endurance. And we have Matilda Gross, who's the world champion in the sprint. Uh, she really dominated in the sprint competition, which was fantastic to see. All in all, lights, camera, action. Like, yeah. this is the way forward. Entertainment. It really is, isn't it? So yes. you often call T20, you mentioned T20, but the, the hit and giggle kind of format. But it's, he, Oh, it is, you've, you've said that line before. It, now it, I remember. That's what I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's that, what are they talking? They're not just talking about that. They're talking about the pyrotechnics, the lights, the colour, yeah. the fun, the music, all of that. It's more, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a lamp to a moth. It drags people in more. And the cycling has been outstanding. It and has, we saw Richardson. Yeah. Uh, after some of his events, and there was no question, there's no gimmick. There's no gimmick here because we often talk about the criteria and stuff like that. How it's just taking the piss. This is full on. It is, is, and he's acquitted himself beautifully. It, and I mean, track cycling can be quite a technical sport, but the wonderful thing about Champions League is mm. that you don't actually have to understand all of the ins and outs. It's still so thrilling to watch, especially with the uh, sprints and the Kieran's, and yeah, so. Double thumbs up from me. Yeah. Where does Richo go from here? Once you knock something, you've got this this adverse adversary mm. that you've never been able to beat. You do it. Onward, well, upward. I think it'll it'll help him just in the confidence state. Like it won't change anything he does from a preparation perspective because you know he and Coach Lynn Munro have just been head down, bums up, working really hard. Yeah. And they believe this day was coming, but yep. when it actually arrives, it allows you uh, to just eliminate that self doubt. 
self-doubt is the biggest mm. issue for any of the athletes. Getting in your own way. I mean, they're all super talented. It's not like some of them are, you know, dupes out there. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. they're all pretty classy riders, but it's the attitude. I, yeah. I like it. I reckon um, just quietly, Richo might have, like, a few Olympic rings in his future. Ooh, Ooh. that's exciting. That's I exciting. It, it, the, I love the mm. invite only Yes. Aspect too. I, think I know that's it's really, it's something to aspire to. Yeah, it's elite. I like it's properly that. Properly elite. elite. Congratulations yes. to Richo and all the Aussies involved and the rest. It's a great event. Let's uh, let's get on the stationary bike now. I know you mm. enjoy your esports. Um, we've got some Aussie announcements, an Aussie we team do. announcement, and I'm going to throw it over to you, Kate, because I know you're pretty close to this. We do. I I uh, have the privilege of working um, with this mob for the Esports World Championship. So the Odd Cycling uh, team has been announced this week. Uh, on the women's side, Brie Vine is our sort of team leader after her performance last year. Love that. Love it. Yeah, friend uh, of the wheelhouse. Friend of the wheelhouse. Now, she's backed up. She's got a fantastic team um, with her as well. Um, she's got a couple from last year that are coming back, Katie Banerjee, Justine Barrow, and Vicky Whitelaw, who is arguably mm. – the most experienced esports athlete on the planet. Yep. She is phenomenal. Uh, we've also got Imogen Outen. She comes from Zwift Academy. Uh, and Rose Vassell is a new addition to the team. Now, I'm super excited about Rose because she's come through the NRS. It's been a really um, kind of understated development she's had. But her numbers and her powers uh, in-game are incredible. Yep. And she put in an expression of interest for the team. And I've been seeing her race the virtual NRS all year. Yeah. I was so excited to see her application. Took a deep dive into her numbers and I was like, this girl has got some serious talent, you know. And, and when I spoke to her, I don't even know if she knows how much talent she's got. Uh, so really excited about that. Just untapped. Oh, like, yeah. But that's what eSports does. Like mm. it gives people the opportunity because she's got a full-time job and it's something she does, uh, you know, after hours. On the men's side, we've, of course, got reigning world champion, Jay Vine. Yeah, just the Jay Vines. Vine. Yeah. Bye, Vine. Von Vine. Uh, but we also had three in the top four last year, Joel. Bit of a dominant performance. Yeah. So we've got Ben Hill and Freddie Ovette coming back as well. Um, Sam Hill is back as well. Torben Partridge-Madsen. Love Torben. Uh, which is fantastic, although I always struggle to say his name, like, right in the heat of the race. Yeah. It's one of those ones that I just end up calling him Torben. Apologies, Torben. Let's do a real quick practice now on three. One, two, three, go. Torben Partridge Madsen. Oh, oh it's a bit hard. One, two, three. Torben Partridge Madsen. That was better. Oh, a bit delayed good. though. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, and then we've got Josh Harris, and yeah. I'm super excited about Josh Harris. He's a debut uh, at the in the world's team, but he's a marathon runner, or he was a marathon <laughs> runner. Yeah. Uh, and he's turned his eye to Zwift. Yeah. Again, the power numbers are phenomenal. Like, phew, you know that exploding head emoji. Uh, I'm really. Really looking Who are you to most it. excited about mm. across men and women? Who's who's got the most potential to do, to become a J Vine, to go on? I know J Vine's mm. there, but to, to go beyond the esports realm. Yeah, I think Josh Harris is the most exciting esports af athlete okay. I've seen yep. make debut. Yeah, so he's he's sensational. He's just a top bloke and he's just so talented and I think he'll go far. But they've changed the format this year. So now it's three different races and people get eliminated uh, at each stage of it. Uh, and I think definitely a downside though, Joel, is I think I'm going to have to recon the courses. Um, oh. So now I don't just have to recon one, I have to recon three. Yeah, three courses. Mm. Oh, 
Yeah, oh let's not film that. No, I think we might. I reckon Merksy will start getting ideas. He'll <laughs> be rubbing his hands together going like, oh. <laughs> I reckon Merksy's already got that in the yeah. diary, ready to ready to go. <laughs> yeah, love you, babe, but no. It's exciting. Uh, <laughs> now, before we go, uh, it's been a, a rollicking uh, installation installment <laughs> of the Wheelhouse podcast. But uh, you know how big of a fan we are of your your mate, Logan Martin, your mm. airport Mm. Quicker um, quicker than me through an airport, but maybe yeah. that's it. That's it. Okay. <laughs> He's uh, a Logan Gold Coast boy, uh, BMX Freestyle World Cup, coming home for Logan. Uh, this is pretty exciting. Yes, they've got a World Cup yeah. in Australia that's on the great. Gold Coast. Yeah. We've got 13 Aussie men in there, including uh, Logan from Logan. Yeah. We've got Brandon <laughs> Lupos as well, who's... Yep. Um, you know, one of our Olympic reps. Yep. And we've got three women competing. And it's a Paris 2024 qualifier. So this is important. So uh, it's serious business. It is. Uh, Rim Nakamura will be there as well. He, of course, took yes. out the uh, Abu Dhabi uh, tournament. Yes. When was that? That was quite recent. Like a, a couple of ago. weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. And he's in the running for the best cycling appropriate name. I don't know what he looks like. I've never <laughs> seen a photo of him not upside down. I know. Yeah. Oh, with the helmet on, right? Yeah, yeah. But I think Rim... Um, we've got Ryder Hejadal. Yes. So an, uh, another cycling appropriate name. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it took you a while to get it that. Did, you were sorry. like, what is she talking Ryder. about? Yeah, 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 no, yeah. I like it though. You're yeah. on fire today. On fire. <laughs> 13 Aussie men, three Aussie women. Go you good things. Future's bright. Yeah. Are you going to be on the uh, sidelines, Joel? I'd like to be. With a poster for Logan? Uh, yeah, accepting any any submissions that you might have for our Logan from <laughs> Logan past poster. 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 poster and pastor. If you want to send pastor, and you can do that too. <laughs> uh, it's exciting though. It's good. It's uh, this. The beautiful state of Queensland is seeing some pretty epic extreme cycling events in the last little while, and will continue to do so. So it is encouraging the youth of the Gold Coast to flip themselves upside down on yes. tubes of metal welded together. Never be photographed standing upright. <laughs> no. That's the that's the rule of BMX. Yeah, I, I'd like to see Logan do well at home. Is that there's that pressure of home, but obviously he wasn't. At his absolute best in Abu Dhabi, of course. Uh, anyway, just saying, don't want to heat pressure on him. As easy as it is to do like backflips and all that when yeah. you're on the BMX. But just anyway. go your good thing. I just think he will. I just yeah. think. <laughs> I'm gonna no pressure, right but now. I think he will. Yeah, you heard it here. You heard it here. Uh, this has been fun. I'd love the bunker now that you know where it is. It's uh, mm. about 39 degrees now. My name's Joel Spreadbury. Kate Bates, also present. I keep going to say thank you, but... I don't think I need to thank you. No, I think, well, it's because I told you I have a Christmas present for you. That's what I want to thank but you But I for. didn't bring it. You so. forgot it. That's <laughs> yes. okay. That's fine. You can thank me next time. It's a pleasure doing business with you. Yes. How's that? Yes, indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Yes. This is the Wheelhouse Podcast. Like, share, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell anyone, because I reckon it's, it's worth checking out. We'll see you next time. The Wheelhouse is produced by River City Studios for Listener. Executive produced by Luke Mears and the mysterious Merksy. It's written and hosted by Kate Bates and me, Joel Spreadbuck.